the show, Five Shot Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Stripe Weekly episode, and uh, this week there's been plenty of rumors. There's been a kit leak, and uh, the preseason has started for LA United. We'll get into all that and more, but first off is that kit leak. And uh, yeah, very interesting indeed. We finally get uh, you know something of a kind of regular occurrence in this LA United offseason it seems, but uh, yeah, an away kit, kit leak, it will uh, reportedly combine a mint base color with a dark green for accents and trim, and then the official colorway is called Clear Mint and Team Dark Green, that's according to footy headlines who don't really miss, but uh, yeah, there also is a little bit of blowback from a certain fan base uh, that's uh, wants to be a rival of ours to a large degree, that being Charlotte FC. But, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of people, uh, when that uh, kit leak happened, were like, oh, uh, you know, trying to copy us uh, because they are called Mint City, of course. But, yeah, teams like NLA United and pretty much any team uh, usually plan these things years in advance. So, uh, yeah, there's very, very likely not any copying involved whatsoever unless LA United just wanted to be assholes and uh, pretty much do uh, a mint color thing in the year that it was the inaugural season for Charlotte FC. But, Mark, what do you think of these colorways and the controversy? Yeah, well, the offseason has officially begun because now we have our first Kit League rumor. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I like, I like the idea behind it. Um, I think it's unique. Um, and, you know, like, just a little uh, personal, I guess, opinion of mine. Uh, I didn't really love the strawberry and charcoal, or whatever we're calling that one. Uh, I did like the King Peach King kit. Uh, the, the King kit, it's okay. Um, you know, uh, I just think uh, the gold... You know, I, I feel like I've seen that before. Uh, this sounds like a, something that we ha- haven't really seen. And so, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I just like that it's unique. And it's a departure. It sounds like, anyway, it's going to be a departure away from the just the white kit with accents. And uh, uh, I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. I think it would have to be pretty, uh, pretty light because, yeah. Them saying clear mint uh, definitely will be very fascinating oh, sure. to see what kind of uh, clear mint. I mean, yeah, you, we did see kind of a representation of what it might be. Uh, and so, yeah, it'll have to be a kind of uh, contrast to at least our uh, kit itself, uh, which it would be. I mean, a dark right. uh, colorway for ours in black and then, of course, the uh, red pinstripes. But... Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it harkens a little bit of maybe the Real Madrid uh, kind of alternate kit that they had for a hot minute there. Uh, just a little bit different, possibly. Uh, and for me, I mean, it's like, yeah, um, in the sense of uh, like Atlanta centric or anything like that, 
I mean, yeah, we are very much a jungle here with the uh, Appalachians in here and, uh, you know, lots of greenery in uh, the Atlanta kind of uh, natural landscape. So it's not that unheard of, I would say, uh, all in all. But, you know, uh, maybe is it the most inspired? I don't know. They'll have to, you know, sell it up with that marketing that they always do with uh, with these kits. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just funny because uh, you the fan bases that uh, were upset. I had a, uh, it seemed, Philadelphia-based fan uh, ask me, uh, oh, what does uh, this mint color have to do with the team? Or what does it have to do with Atlanta? Does it matter? Like, <laughs> we are changing kits every each kid has changed every year as most mls teams are they're gonna eventually go through every single color like they're gonna you know drum up some use as you so aptly put marketing thing and at the end of the day they're just trying to get your dollars man like it's not not it doesn't have deep like we just <laughs> want it to look good and, yeah. and a little bit creative like yeah. i do i do think that uh you know the boringness is a legitimate gripe um and then it's just also uh to address the controversy this is all adidas so you know like adidas is not gonna really compete with itself you know what i mean so yeah they're not really trying to uh yeah like get too crazy like the 90s and like you know really make this absolutely just insane design that uh you know a lot of people might ultimately not really like i mean even though you know it's uh cycles of fashion kind of uh you know go from the yeah. 90s into you know in terms of this decade usually there's uh you know every other decade they start to harken back from uh two decades ago so um, it is definitely, I think, something that, you know, maybe we should start to get a little bit more garish and, uh, you know, start to do some kind of wacky things that, uh, you know, I think we would actually appreciate nowadays. But, hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and Arsenal recently had a deep green kit, right? I'm not, it was like a deep couple green. years ago, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a maybe. Uh, not exactly deep green. I think you might be talking about a, uh, a training kit too, maybe. But um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one you're exactly referring to. But uh, we could talk off show about that. Uh, but um, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on <laughs> to some of the moves that LA United made. Uh, Ronald Hernandez uh, officially has come over from Aberdeen now. Uh, yeah, of course he was on loan before. And now uh, we have exercised an option to move him permanently to LA United, and we have signed him throughout the or through the 2024 season, and he will occupy an international spot. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think about uh, Ronald Hernandez, uh, the fullback, uh, moving to LA United permanently? Uh, I think it makes sense. You know what I mean? You give yourself another viable option at right back. Uh, I think that Hernandez and Lennon are different enough from each other to and both solid players. And, you know, as we talked a lot about, um, there's going to be a lot of games this season. And so, you know, to have two viable options uh, at almost every position, I think, seems to be the goal. I mean, I think we've seen a theme in terms of the players that we've been linked with and actually signed, and it's uh, towards addressing 
depth. And so hopefully it's another shrewd move from the front office. Uh, but, I, you know, I, in theory, I like it. Yeah, uh, you just spoke like uh, double time oh, or man. this connection was uh, crazy. But either way, uh, yeah, I, I agree that uh, Ronald Hernandez definitely uh, provides a difference in what Brooks Lennon uh, does bring as well. He's more of a kind of a playmaker, uh, tries to play it short a little bit more, but uh, can put in a, uh, a ball across uh the pitch as well but uh also you know being able to play a little bit of left back as well uh gives us some of that flexibility that we need in the squad uh and that's especially if we do sell a george bellow or somebody like that uh because uh yeah there is you know andrew gutman whether he'll actually play a part or not uh we shall see if bellow does stay but uh, moving on to another done deal, really, uh, I mean, there was a little bit of a little bit of a rumor uh, in terms of Eric Lopez uh, being shopped around for a loan, but it just happened and straight up, uh, Cesar Luis Merlo says it's a done deal. It's not official yet, but Eric Lopez will move to Bonfield in Argentina on loan, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, is an interesting move for Eric Lopez. Uh, definitely, I think, uh, going from the Paraguayan League uh, with Olympia, uh, and then now, uh, you know, of course, with LA United and then to the Argentine League. Uh, is this a good move for Eric Lopez in, uh, you know, hopefully developing him a little bit more so that uh, he can be you know, maybe more of a major contributor in the, uh, you know, future seasons for LA United. I don't hope. So, I because we did not spend a little bit on him. Ah, it's difficult for me to talk about Eric Lopez without criticizing Bocanegra, or at least, you know, not wanting to. It's just, he it was a risk. Uh, you know, we, he, de he definitely came with a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hype, but definitely uh, potential. Uh, remember the quotes from Roque Santa Cruz, who was a legendary Paraguayan player and all that. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, you know, the Argentina league is a good level. Uh, even though more and more players are leaving, it's still a pretty good league, probably in terms of pure quality, probably still better than MLS. And so, um, yeah, like now, if he goes there and doesn't play, LA United have a real problem on their hands. And so that's... Uh, going to be key is to actually see how he does but maybe um you know maybe argentina with argentina being a little bit closer to home uh uh maybe it'll be he'll feel a little more at home in that league or comfortable with the style uh so i mean we'll see yeah it's definitely uh you know maybe a little bit uh kind of more suited to his style of play a little bit more maybe uh and then hopefully he does yeah i think more so get those minutes uh, and in his preferred position as more of a second striker, um, you know, instead of on the wing, I think would probably suit him a lot better. And so hopefully, uh, you know, at Bonfield, he can get that type of, uh, you know, positional uh, need in terms of uh, you know, on the pitch that he does need. But uh, moving on from that, uh, some uh, rumors uh, galore for Ezekiel Barco, really. Uh, he's just uh, rumored with every single Brazilian team, it seems, pretty much. Uh, you know, with uh, in the Brasileiro, uh, Brasileiro, <laughs> rather. Uh, but uh, 
He was uh, linked with Porto Alegre, uh, or Inter de Porto Alegre, and it was uh, a loan offer. Uh, now, that uh, was still being considered, but uh, Ezekiel Barco, he wanted to wait until the end of the uh, winter transfer window to see if a European team would come in for him as well. That's according to Cesar Luis Merlo. And uh, also that uh, from uh, uh, Merlo as well, that Flamengo, a uh, Brazilian giant, also is reportedly interested in taking uh, uh, Ezekiel Barco either alone or permanently. We shall see. But Barco, his... Uh, contract does end at the end of this season. So, yeah, would it kind of behoove us to make the move now, sign him to an extension? Uh, do you think we should, uh, you know, uh, send him on loan? What do you think? What, what's the right move for Ezekiel Barco, Mark? Uh, I mean, I think he's well within his rights to wait for a European move. Um, I would be very surprised if a team comes in if a European team comes in for him um, and if they did they would probably literally bid like one or two million I mean I just um, I don't see how Barco has built up his value with with his play in MLS I know I mean we watch him game the game I'm not saying he's a bad player necessarily uh, but in terms of uh, sort of making that leap you kind of have to excel in MLS and I don't that Barco has done that enough and so uh, it definitely seems like a move to South America is the most realistic at this point maybe uh, a season or two there and he can um, try for Europe again uh, but yeah I think that you know the, the rumors uh, like I think the rumors are telling the story in terms of uh, where Barco is more most likely to end up assuming he doesn't stay in Atlanta mm -hmm. yeah no it's definitely uh, you know uh, it's an investment that hasn't quite paid off to a large degree. Uh, yeah, maybe the level in uh, you know Brazil is maybe the uh, the right place for him, where he can maybe express himself a little bit more and uh, you know unleash his creative side without uh, having to always continually take the punishment that he does in MLS and no doubt would probably uh, in England per se. Uh, now maybe a La Liga side might uh, kind of look for him uh, as you know they are allowed to express themselves sometimes a little bit more so than some other leagues but uh, yeah I think it's just one of those that uh, you know uh, I wouldn't say the, the ship has sailed quite yet but Barco does have to uh, you know um, he does still have more to prove and I think there are a lot of questions that are still I think justified uh, even though he did have his best season for LA United uh, it's just a question of translating that to other leagues that's uh, you know can always bring about um, some large question marks because yeah you know when you have uh, you know a player that took that long to get accustomed to MLS and then you know he's got to get accustomed to another league I mean yeah you kind of are really starting to think, can he do that? And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll absolutely see. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll find out which team he goes to or if he stays here. 
that will be very interesting indeed. But LA United also announced uh, the signing of free agent goalkeeper Bobby Shuttleworth uh, to a one-year contract with a club option for 2023. He's a 13-year MLS veteran, and uh, he's got 231 regular season and playoff appearances for not only New England Revolution, but Minnesota United and Chicago Fire FC. So, yeah, definitely a guy that has a lot of MLS experience and a guy that pretty much replaces Alec Can to that degree of, uh, you know, someone that we probably shouldn't let go in the first place uh, without some sort of fee. Uh, but alas, we did. Uh, we, we won't talk about it again. We won't talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Because uh, we were talking about it uh, maybe uh, to a large degree previously. But uh, Shuttleworth, um, good move. Yeah, uh, I think a veteran in that position makes sense. Uh, and so, you know, as long as he's cool with uh, knowing that he won't play most games. Um, yeah, sure. And then also it's this too. I'm... I mean, Guzan may be coming towards the end of his career, um, and I assume that LA United is in the process of grooming, you know, their next goalkeeper, but there may be a gap that's uh, where we need it started for one or two seasons. And so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't see why it's not a good move. Yeah. And it's a little bit of that, too. Uh, you know, the, what you're talking about in terms of grooming that next uh, goalkeeper there is a little bit of, uh, you know, will it be the next player that I'm about to talk about? Or Rocco's, Rocco Rios Novo, who, of course, uh, came on loan from uh, to us last season and uh, played some crucial uh, minutes uh, for us at times uh, for a few matches. But uh, especially when we were in a crunch, for sure. But, uh, you know, it will remain to be seen if we bring uh, Rios Novo back. But uh, it seems like... That guy that has been pretty much uh, kind of groomed for a good little bit uh, is a former academy goalkeeper and a new homegrown signing uh, in Justin Garces. Uh, yeah, he was announced this past week. Uh, he's got, uh, yeah, options through the 2024 season. And, yeah, he uh, starred for UCLA after he left our academy for the last four seasons and so definitely a guy that uh yeah he's been um you know kind of making some waves out there as a guy who not only uh looks like the part but also uh has kind of played the part in a large uh, degree in his stats uh yeah he's got 21 victories he's got uh seven clean sheets in his career and he uh, started a team high 14 matches in his freshman season, so that definitely uh, you know shows that uh, he was highly touted uh, to that degree. But uh, definitely a guy that uh, when he left, a lot of people uh, in the, the uh, you know in the know for the academy was wondering was this a good move to just let him go, but uh, and not maybe just let him uh, 
you know, play for the twos, but he has returned, and uh, I think that's a good thing to see. Um, and Garces, yeah, could be that guy that uh, maybe is the eventual heir apparent for, uh, you know, Brad Guzan. But also, uh, moving on to the MLS Super Draft, uh, the 2022 MLS Super Draft, uh, that was held on Tuesday, and there were four players that Atlanta United drafted. Uh, the first one was the 19th pick in Eric Centeno. Uh, yeah, he uh, comes from the Pacific. Uh, he is an attacker. And also there were three other attackers that LA United picked as well, which is, I think, fascinating. Uh, kind of uh, a really, really interesting strategy, I would say. But... Uh, Tristan Traeger out of Air Force. Uh, he was the uh, second round pick. And Daniel Bloyu, uh, he was the 75th overall pick. And then also uh, for rounding it all out, uh, they selected Tola Shawunmi from uh, the University of New Hampshire. Uh, so all attackers, very, very fascinating to... Uh, to pick just that, but uh, what do you think about, yeah, like, not even picking a defender whatsoever, but, you know, just uh, all attackers. Uh, yeah, there's a quote in, uh... sorry, yeah, there's a quote uh, from Bocanegro, you know, where he uh, basically, essentially kind of, I think, uh, reveals Atlanta, Atlanta United's uh, strategy a little bit where yeah you weren't necessarily picking for position you know they were just uh it's 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 like best player available you know anybody who who like is a, a draft nerd for any american sport really or uh you know play fantasy and so on you always hear about like you know don't don't draft for need so much like you know just pick the best player you can and i think certainly for mls draft that makes sense because in, in reality as uh mls academies and uh, or MLS teams invest in their academies and you know take that side of it seriously those are where the best players are going and so it's it's rare that you're gonna find like the gems in MLS in the MLS draft are gonna be more rare they're just not gonna be playing at the college game I mean we've seen LA United um, sign players that would have played in college you know and so uh, I think that yeah you just you don't really necessarily look for position unless there's like maybe i don't know a standout goalkeeper or something like that uh i think you just look for you know the best talent that you can and kind of as as bocanegra said see if you can mold them into your style yeah and the uh yeah you're absolutely right there and there's uh the level of uh where attackers uh especially yeah if you're good on the ball or you know you can uh score then uh you can kind of you know find ways for them to uh you know play further back a little bit I think maybe uh, a good example of this is Aiden McFadden who uh, seemed more yep. of a an attacking midfielder uh, but has played fullback for the Atlanta twos and yeah very interestingly led the, t the team in scoring with like I think eight goals so it's definitely one of those where uh, you know I think you can find ways to be able to uh, to kind of mold these guys into what you want. So, exactly. uh, you know, it's a good thing, uh, possibly, that, uh, you know, we have guys that we brought in that are good on the ball. But um, 
Yeah, and so in terms of that, the roster as it stands right now is, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, I think looking at it, uh, yeah, you still have, uh, and I'll bring this graphic up here uh, that, uh, you know, someone graciously put on Reddit. But, uh, you know, you still have Jurgen Dom with his ginormous salary. Uh, you also have, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, a good bit of, I think, depth uh, throughout still. It's like you got some veterans, you got some, uh, some young guys, and then you guys got some guys in between in those ages. So it's like a good dynamic of, um, you know, different type of talents. Um, and so, you know, obviously there will be some more moves. Uh, you know, will Ezekiel Barco stay? Will George Bellow stay? Will Miles Robinson stay? Uh, yeah, I think this offseason still has some twists and turns in it. But, uh, yeah, what's, I think, really fascinating was that uh, the preseason started on Sunday. And if you live in Atlanta, uh, there was a snowstorm of sorts. Uh, maybe a flurry storm, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, if uh, they actually did start training on Sunday, uh, I want to see it because pictures or it didn't happen because uh yeah i mean you that's uh that's pretty rough a little bit to uh to start preseason in atlanta with a snowstorm i mean kind of bs like it doesn't ever snow here really like sands <laughs> a couple days like every two years and all right. of a sudden yeah you know you got the, <laughs> these players who like many are in like uh, very hot climate uh kind of countries and then have to come in here and like all of a sudden yeah you know you're training that i guess it's a good thing you know you can kind of uh uh get them prepared yeah. for uh you know the early start this season that uh they might have to kind of uh yeah you know weather those storms right. so it's kind of good maybe we'll see we also uh we are better in snow we're better in snow United were better in snow, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> as we know from that first, uh, yeah, the inaugural season in 2017, of course. But uh, anyway, so that pretty much does it for the news and the entire show. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us through the technical difficulties, apologies for that. But uh, the question of the day is. Will Ronald Hernandez be the starting right back, or will Brooks Lennon be the starting right back? Uh, obviously, uh, Lennon had played the large part of the minutes last season, but do you think that with a more permanent transfer that Ronald Hernandez can play a bigger part? Let us know in the comments below. That's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.